are listening to Mary Conley, The Cause Coach, giving rise to action, creating fitness of mind and body, making the world better through running. Hi, good morning or good afternoon, wherever you're coming from. This is Mary Connolly. I am your host uh, for the Cause Coach podcast. Um, very excited to have you all uh, tuning in once again. And our guest today is Valerie Jenks, um, and she is running for Gilda's Club Chicago. Welcome, Valerie. Hi, Mary. Thanks for having me. Yeah, well, it's, it, it's wonderful to have you. I am uh, so excited. You've been probably one of my most consistent running buddies uh, in the last uh, couple of years <laughs> through this pandemic. So um, wow. yeah, that's quite an honor. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so um, you're running for Gilda's uh, Club Chicago. You're running the Chicago Marathon uh, in October. So tell me why Gilda's Club? You know, it, my, my relationship with Gilda's club is interesting because obviously I'm, I'm older. And so I grew up on Saturday night live and I grew up watching Gilda Radner achieve fame. And then fast forward, I started uh, my own private practice as a marriage and family therapist. And I was invited to speak at Gilda's Club in Chicago about working with children and grief. And that was, gosh, back in the early 2000s. So fast forward, when I was diagnosed with cancer in 2019, I really wanted to find some resources. And ironically, I live literally a mile and a half down the street from Gilda's Club Chicago. Oh, well, that worked out. So I got involved with their groups and kicked cancer and decided I wanted to give back. And I also needed something to motivate me to lose all the weight that I had gained because in addition to the cancer, I was without a thyroid and I had gone through menopause. So I, I thought, <laughs> why trifecta. not run a <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Awesome. Awesome. So, um, so you were a runner, um, before cancer, um, but this is going to be your first full marathon. Yes. So, so what, you know, so what inspired you to tackle this distance? Well, my, my adult children say that they, they are certain that some of my sanity was removed when I had cancer surgery because <laughs> They can't figure out why the heck I would decide to do something like this. <laughs> yeah, your kids um, are having the same reaction, I think, that my parents uh, had when right. when I, when I uh, did my first marathon back in, you know, almost like twenty five years ago, almost twenty five years ago. So my well, mother gave me. I told I told one of my other uh, guests recently that my mother gave me a subway token when they, my parents came into town, into New York to watch, you know, to, to cheer me on there on first Avenue and be, that, you know, the day before my mother gives me a subway token thinking that, of course I'm dating myself, there are no subway tokens anymore, but it's like, like she actually thought that, you know, like eight miles, I'll be out stuck out in Brooklyn somewhere and I'll need a ride back. Like, thanks for the What a, what a mom thing to do. <laughs> so, um, now I know you were originally planning to run the marathon in 2020. Right. 
so you've had quite a journey getting here, <laughs> getting back <Yeah>. here. <laughs> uh, so I think my, my audience will find that um, story very inspirational. So please share. Well, how we met is uh, shortly after I, I decided to run the marathon for Gilda's Club. Uh, Gilda's, you were doing a run club with Gilda's and I thought, okay, I'm going to get back into it and I'm going to do my first 5k. And I think my first run was actually six weeks after my neck dissection. And I oh, sobbed yeah. the entire way around the track. <laughs> and I remember, I just remember every time I'd go around, I'd, I'm sorry, Mary, and I'd be <laughs> crying. Um, but honestly, it was so cathartic to be able to actually feel my body work again. Mm -hmm. And I thought, you know, running a marathon, what a, a wonderful way, not only to give back to Gilda's, but also to celebrate the human body and, and what our body can do in healing and coming back from things. So, you know, so I thought in 2020, so <laughs> fast, or yeah, 2019, fast forward to March of, of 2020, I contracted COVID early on. I actually uh, got sick with it March 15th before we even locked down here in wow. Chicago. And I was pretty sick for about six to seven weeks. And then I never really recovered. My oxygen saturation would dip down into the 80s. Um, every time I would run, my heart rate would go up into the 180s and my oxygen would desat, you know, way yeah. low. So I ended up getting diagnosed as having what they call long haul COVID or now post-acute uh, post sequelae of, or post-acute COVID syndrome, I think it's called. Yeah. Yeah. COVID, um, I mean, that's, you know, quite a, a long haul for you. Um, and and I know... And I just, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, everybody has felt the effects one way or another. And, and I know we, that group summer 2019 was just awesome. And we ran the, um, the Bucktown 5k was, was your first 5k. And we had about a dozen people that were involved in that. And it was, it was, you know, but it was really good for me. You know, it's, it, you know, we always talk about volunteer opportunities and what they can do for the organization. Um, but I, you know, I had moved out here a year prior to that and I was still struggling to, to find my, my people here. And, um, I reached out of course to Gilda's club cause I too have a history, uh, with Gilda's right. club. I was the CEO of Gilda's club in Northern New Jersey and, Laura Jane Hyde, the exe uh, the CEO of, of Gilda's Club here in Chicago, was one of two people that I knew when I moved out here. So of course wow. I reached out, and that's how I I you know told them I wanted to do a, a, a workshop, and it had to be something that I was familiar with, which of course was running. And I thought this was a really good way to maybe get some members. Um, either involved in running to create something that was life affirming after a cancer diagnosis or to get people like you back running, um, you know, after, after dealing with cancer treatment and it just worked out really great. But unfortunately we haven't really been able to do it again because of COVID. Um, right. We were, you know, after, you know, a lot of, a lot of you um, had asked like, what's next after the 5k program 
And so we started meeting on on Sunday mornings, uh, you know, uh, you know, for a little coffee and a run. And, you know, we started getting into the winter and it was just, so, you know, that tw beginning of 2020. And it was just so nice to have, you know, something that got us up and out on us on a Sunday morning. Uh, and, and, you know, feeling like really feeling pretty badass out there in the cold along the lakefront, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. And, and then all of a sudden psh, comes March and, you know, we suddenly didn't meet and you, you know, you were sick and it just right. it changed, uh, well, and you actually so. facilitated some Zoom meetings during I that. Time I too. did. It was it was just um, and it, we got a few more people involved in the group through that as well. Um, you know, just talking through some of the, you know, the get, trying to get people motivated right. to stay out there and maybe do a virtual right. race or, um, you know, at least answer any questions they might have if they're um, if people were having trouble, um, you know, warming up or cooling down or putting in the mileage well, I, or having I, an injury. I do remember or... in particular, you were, there were at least a couple of times where you were zooming from your home studio and showing us some stretches and yep. some suggestions on what to do. And yeah. And then absolutely helpful. And then we, and then we tried to get back together in person and the Lakefront trail was so crowded and we weren't, of course, you know, we're, a lot, you know, a lot of people in our group um, are cancer survivors, um, myself included. Uh, and we just weren't feeling real great about, you know, being too close to people at that time before the vaccine. So that was a failed experiment. And, and it's, it's only really been, uh, well, I guess in the late, the late part of the fall, we started trying to get back together and then new variant and <laughs> like, right, you know, right, right, so, right. yeah. So it, it was nice to start getting back there. Now spring is here kind of um, to get back. So, um, so anyway, let's talk about your fundraiser um, for yes. Gildas, which is again, I fundraised for Gildas Club Chicago when I ran the marathon in 2019 uh, and uh, just, you know, had a, had a great experience, uh, doing that. Um, so let's talk about your fundraiser. I, I see that you've, you know, uh, exceeded your fundraising minimum required in yeah, order to have your yeah. spot in the marathon. So congratulations, the pressure Thank is you. off, Thank but you. I know you want to do more than that. So, um, so what's your goal and, you know, how can listeners get involved if they want to help? Well, I, you know, I, as you say, I've, I've met the the required amount to be a charity runner for Gilda's Club and uh, actually exceeded that by a few hundred dollars. And my thinking is that I'm going to keep continuing to increase that amount by $500. I would love, ideally, in an ideal world, I would love to raise $5,000 for Gilda by the time the marathon gets here. One of the things that I've been so impressed with is literally within two weeks of the shutdown, Gilda's pivoted all of their services, their support groups, their educational groups, their lectures, even their yoga and meditation classes. They pivoted everything online within two weeks to the point that they were actually delivering more services during the pandemic than yeah. they were able to deliver in person. And, and on a shoestring, you know, in a year where they couldn't hold their usual fundraisers, you know, funding was, was being diverted from charities and not-for-profits to keeping us afloat as a country. 
And so I, I really would like to do everything that I can to raise as much money as I can so that they can continue to thrive. Yeah, that's um, that's a fabulous goal. Five thousand um, dollars is is a great goal, and it's certainly doable. Uh, it's not, you know, if you know, a lot of times people have these, you know, first time fundraisers too have these grandiose ideas. I remember the first time before I was even working in nonprofit, I I did a, a softball fundraiser uh, with the company that I was working for at the time, and I I had these grandiose ideas that we were going to raise like ten thousand dollars. So I was so disappointed when we raised a thousand, but the charity was thrilled. So, you know, uh, you know, a thousand, five thousand dollars especially can make a huge difference. Um, and you were so right in highlighting what Gilda's has been able to do during the pandemic. Um, I've, you know, I see what goes on at a lot of nonprofits um, because of what I do. Um, and there are some organizations that just managed better than others. You know, there are some who sort of sat down and said, well, this sucks. We can't do our gala and we're, you know, right. and we can't deliver programming in the same way. And a, a lot of people, both for-profit and nonprofit, have used the the pandemic sort of as an excuse not to to do as well as they've done in the past um but th then others have just responded in in fabulous ways and guild is being one of them and i think they have actually learned from the pandemic that there is going to be a place for you know virtual support groups and and virtual programming beyond the pandemic because it's it has allowed them to reach so many more people um Absolutely. and and you know get people the support that they need even if they don't live as close to the clubhouse right. as you do <laughs> absolutely you know even even without a pandemic if you've got cancer and you're in treatment you're immunocompromised and you're not going to be able to go out into public and so this really, you're absolutely right. This has really opened up the doors and windows to providing services for those people who really need it, who can't access it in person. Yeah, fabulous. You know, they already, they already have uh, quite a good presence at the hospital mm -hmm. at Northwestern. They've done some in-person things there, uh, but now they can actually expand and reach everybody who isn't able to come in or just not comfortable coming in. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting because um, when I was with Gilda's Club Northern New Jersey and, and I left there in 2008, so it's it's been a while since, since I was there. But even back then, y y they recognized that there was an opportunity for Gilda's to expand with technology. And they had even talked about, and, and this was Gilda's Club Worldwide at the time, had talked about um, creating, you know, virtual, a virtual clubhouse for everyone. Because at that time, there were 26 affiliates in North America. So it wasn't like the whole country was covered. And there were people that certainly, right. even, right. even in like a city like Chicago, you know, where there is a Gilda's club, there are still people that just can't get to the clubhouse. So yeah. there, so there was this, this movement by Gilda's club worldwide at that time to, to expand, uh, into a, a more, you know, virtual programming. So the idea was there and it was just, it was just something that never got off the ground. And, um, you know, it took, it took a pandemic. And I think a lot of you know, a lot of organizations have changed the way they look at just because they were forced to. 
you know, yeah. out of necessity, you yeah. know, like even, even schools now understand that just because a kid is sick and can't make it to, to class doesn't mean they can't participate, that there's, there's an right. opportunity there. So right. there's certainly, um, I think some good things that have come out of the pandemic where we've, we've learned, you know, to just Absolutely. do things Absolutely. differently. So um, what's the best piece of advice that you could offer your fellow charity runners? Well, you know, I really, I actually, I love the advice that you've been giving, you know, to start first with yourself mm -hmm. and donate to your own cause your own uh, fund mm -hmm. and then ask a few friends. Um, this is what I did. And a lot of those friends were also runners or they had raised funds for their own charities. And so they would, they would take the link and they would pass that along. Um, what I ended up doing is I, I took advantage of Facebook's zero charge for donations and I collected, I, I just, on my birthday, I did a birthday fundraiser for Gilda's Club, and I had that used as, as part of my, my obligation. Great. And, and that was, and then after that, Mary, what really carried it over the top is my wellness support group at Gilda's. Oh, really? We have, yeah, we have actually lost a couple members. Uh, I've got one, one friend who, who's living with stage four cancer. She has a wonderful blog, by the way, as well. Okay. Um, and, and, you know, they all donated because they are experiencing exactly what Gilda's is providing. And so I actually reached into the fellow members in the organization to donate. Yeah. Um, and then beyond that, you know, my intention is to ask people to share the link, to educate themselves. You know, I certainly would never want anybody to donate something um, to a cause that they don't know about or they don't believe in. Of course. So part of Part of what I feel like works is really educating people about what Gilda's Club Chicago does and what they're about. And that actually, when they learn that, that actually increases the amount that they donate. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, a, a educated donor is our, is, our, is our best donor without a doubt. Um, and and I, I love what you said about, you know, reaching out to your group. I think, you know, a lot of people are very hesitant to ask people for money because, you know, it's scary. You might get turned down, you know, or sometimes you feel like, oh, I, you know, I don't want to ask them to, to give of their hard earned right. money. You know, you, right. you start to kind of project on a potential donor, our own relationship with money, you know? And right. the one thing that we, that we often forget um, as fundraisers is, that people actually like to donate, you know, they, right. they want to, I mean, probably the people in your group are just happy that they're not the ones running the marathon. So to write a check, it's, it's not as painful, you know, and, exactly. you know, but you're giving them an opportunity to feel good. And that's, you know, that's something that, you know, when, for people who are afraid to ask others for money, that's the one thing that they're forgetting. First of all, you're not 
You know, you're I'm not, not asking, asking for the money for myself. Right. right. You're not asking them to pay for your lunch. Right. You're asking right. them to support a program that they believe in or that you've been able to educate them about and that they're getting behind, you know, exactly. and, and honestly, when it comes down to it, you know, the worst thing anybody can say is no. And it's usually because they, their charitable dollars go elsewhere. Right. You know, right. that's fine. Bless right. and release, as I like to say, right. and move on to the next, um, you know, so, but I'm glad that you're following my, my, my fundraising steps. I really appreciate it. That. Works. It's, it does. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, um, let's, so let's move away from fundraising. Cause I'd like, you know, the audience to get to know a little bit of, of who, uh, Valerie is, uh, so, you are probably the only person that I've known who has done a TED talk and that I'm just so impressed by that. I've, I've watched it. I, I just love it. And I'm sure that my audience would love to know, um, you know, a little bit more about how that came about and what's involved. Um, so I, I, as part of owning a private practice, I do a lot of public speaking. And in doing public speaking, I ended up joining Toastmasters because I wanted to become a better public speaker. And then I started taking stand-up comedy classes because <laughs> I wanted to be a funny, better public speaker. <laughs> That's great. And along the way, I met people, including uh, other professional speakers. And one of them knew of uh, this TEDx event that was taking auditions and nominations. So he nominated me, he pitched me and I was accepted to speak for this TED talk. And, and really they ask you to share something that people can learn from. And, and so on this one, I, it, was, it was a bit cathartic because I was actually able to talk about my own experience the lesson that I learned from it, and then share that with others. And that's, you know, Ted's platform is uh, sharing yeah. new ideas and I, I, ideas that work or I, yeah, I'm I sorry. Lo I, I loved, <laughs> I loved Ted Talks. The, the moniker. Yeah. Like before I got into, into podcasts, which I, you know, I feel like I can listen to a little easier in the car. I like the visual on the Ted Talks, um, right. but that was, I, for a while, that was my kind of my morning. Uh, I would I would listen to a TED talk while I was having yeah. my my coffee and my cereal uh, to start the day, and I always just felt I was a little bit more enriched by by hearing it. And I often quote and refer to TED talks, but um, I love yours. I certainly uh, recommend that uh, the folks in my audience uh, tune in, yeah, um, and they can find find that where. On you, it's actually uh, on the TED YouTube channel, and the title of it is "How to Re Rewrite History." Well, cool. I'll include it in the show notes uh, so Great. that so Great. that people Thank can you. find you. Um, and you know how how could people find you otherwise professionally? Your Team Gilda fundraising page. So my my speaking website is my name. It's ValerieJenks.com. And my last name is spelled J-E-N-C-K-S.com. My practice is Prairie Family Therapy in the Western suburbs of Chicago, which is in Naperville. Um, so if people are in need of counseling mm -hmm. services for their 
their relationships. That's what I do. <laughs> you know, I, I, um, I saw a quote the other day, you know, I put quotes in my, uh, my Instagrams. Uh, I try to put inspiring quotes in my Instagrams. And I saw a quote um, that was like, whenever two women get together, you know, that's therapy. And, and, and I feel like, you know, I get to run with you a lot and we get to, so we get to chat and I, I feel like I'm getting, getting some free therapy from you. You know what? It goes both <laughs> ways, Mary. It goes both ways. I mean, I remember, you know, not too long ago, I was going in for a mammogram and I, I asked you, I said, does there ever come a time when you're not terrified that you're going to hear those words again? You've got cancer. Yeah. Right? And I think I, my answer was, oh. was no. <laughs> But you know, that's actually a universal experience that I didn't realize because nobody talks about it. Yeah. Right. And and just the benefit of being able to come together and, and share and be validated, you know, by other people who have gone through it, it, it it's invaluable. And we've got a wonderful friend. I, I yeah, just, and, I and, and that's why I and that's why I can't go go to you for actual therapy. Um, <laughs> but 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 you know, run, I've always said that running is my therapy, and and and, and uh, you know, having friends um, to run with is is also really important too. Um, and are you training with a group, or um, I mean, besides our weekly runs, are you? I um, will be. I I this summer actually, I'm still trying to. I was so deconditioned from two years of mm. cancer's uh, recovery and then COVID recovery that right now I'm trying to just get in good enough shape so that I can start marathon training in June with the Chicago Area Runners Association. Great, great. Yeah, well, they, uh, their slogan is power of the group. And I think that that is true, whether it's a CARA group or a CES yep. group or any group around, um, you know, it's always, and I, I tell, you know, athletes this all the time, but, you know, find your people because, um, Absolutely. you know, you need, um, you need that support from one another. And there are times when, um, and I, I told somebody else this recently, like when I was first diagnosed with breast cancer, one of the, 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 the first people that I reached out to were women in my running club that I knew had been there. And the first thing they said was, we're taking you on a long run. And it was like a support group on the run and it was so powerful. So, you know, it's so important to, to find your people and you'll find Absolutely. that, you know, your, your, your running folks are there for you, uh, for more, you in know, more I, ways than just running, you know? Yeah. I think back to that, uh, first initial run for the Bucktown 5k and we had several, uh, married partners that were running and run walking. And mm -hmm. one of the things that I was so impressed by and inspired by was that running really was a, a normal activity that they felt that they could still do together. That mm. cancer had pretty much robbed them <laughs> of any other sense of normalcy, yeah. but to come out on those Sundays in a group and be able to just do something that felt normal Oh, that yeah. in itself, the therapy is, is, is invaluable. Yeah. Yeah. I will um, sing the praises of running so often. And, and then when you can combine 
running with, you know, a charity event, whether you're going right. to, you know, just run a 5k that, you know, benefits a charity or whether you're all in for marathon fundraising with a goal of $5,000, right. um, you know, uh, it, you know, that makes it even, even more meaningful. So, um, Valerie, I am just so happy you were able to join us today. Um, I w wish you, I'm going to wish you luck, even though I don't feel like you need it. Uh, but, I'll take um, it. You know, <laughs> but, you know, keep inching that goal up, you know, in $500 increment increments, every time you kind of make it inch it up a little bit more. That's what I always, I always tell, um, that's one of my, steps is just to keep moving that up, moving the needle up, um, right through to, to marathon day and really beyond, you know, um, and, you know, keep, uh, getting out there and talking to people. Cause sometimes, you know, people are willing to make a, a, dono a donation in June when you're starting your marathon training. And as you start wrapping it up in late September, uh, they'll, right. they'll make another, another donation. So, um, you know, don't hesitate at all and just like keep moving that goal until <laughs> until you're done. So um thank you so much, Mary. Oh, for you're welcome. Ah, oh, thank you. <laughs> um thank you too for your uh your friendship and and um and and so many so many runs. It's been uh really, really great getting to know you and I look forward to many more miles together. Um, thank you. Yeah, but thank you, thank you again. I'll see you out thank on the you. out on the road.